Cheers to you, dear listeners, and welcome to Metal Gear Mondays, the most thorough Kojima-themed podcast on the planet. I am your host, Sam Wright, and I'm here with you again this week after a, uh interesting week. Last week, I left... uh I left these guys to their own devices and they ruined the show forever. Hell yeah, I did. How I added. Um, and so I'm back to <laughs> write this ship, but I can't correct it alone, unfortunately. So I'm here today joined by Cole Duncan. Hey, thank you for finally being back so I don't have to do the intro again because, damn it, that's rough. I just don't have the same energy. You did a good, it was a good I intro. I don't have the same kind of energy that you've got coming out the gate. It's just it's it's a weird it's a weird uh dynamic there. Okay. Well, if you say so, I uh I uh I don't quite be- believe that. I thought it was good. Anyway, I'm Thank trying you. to give you fucking props, dude. Thank you. I'm trying to give you props. You got you got like the chops, my guy. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I'm also joined by Chris Hampton. White chocolate is back to give this girl a taste of my milky goodness. <laughs> you can't be pulling Nicky Jakey references like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking next, dude. Yeah. Next. Nah. Next, dad. You on next? I'm on back backflip. <laughs> Doing gainers off of the house right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gainers. <laughs> Oh my god, y'all should y'all need to go to Nicky Jakey on YouTube and just watch every video he's ever made in his That's life. So funny. Um uh, in any case, we're back. Um it's another week mm-hmm. and we're here to talk. We're 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 not quite done with Death Stranding yet. Nah, we're gonna We've beat got, that horse for a little bit longer. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna death strand this topic. It's, it's, uh, it's still to got some TBH. life in it. So got a little bit of life in it because today we're going to be talking about characters. We're going to kind of talk about each individual character and a little bit more about them, what makes them tick, what we think about them, how we think maybe how we would have improved them in within the story. I don't know. I haven't decided. We're just playing jazz right this now. This is all we're just fucking smoking <laughs> jazz cigarettes and oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> handing out handing out losses. Jazz. So uh I haven't heard that one since the twenties. Since hey, ah yes, hey. the loosey goosey jazz cigarette. Mm. Um, so before we get into it, I, I just wanted to bring up on the episode proper in case you didn't hear it. Um, uh, last Tuesday we put out an episode called "The Long Goodbye," um, and announced that uh, Alessia was not going to be coming back to the show full time. Um, which on one hand is you know sad. But on the other hand, is super great for him because he's going off on to do incredible things. So, like, we're super proud and happy of him. Happy for him. Um, doesn't mean that he's not going to be back on the show. He's welcome on the show anytime, and you might even hear him on like an episode or two um, in the future. But for now, um, Alessio will not be stepping back into the hot seat regularly. Um, so that that's a little a little sad. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we, we love you, Alessio. Big love to and you, you'll, And you'll also notice that Zach is not here with us this week. Zach has also That's left the show, him. thankfully. Yeah. Um, because we, uh, the unfortunate we news voted is him that off he will probably be back. Yeah, we voted him off the island. We don't want him anymore. But the unfortunate news is that he will probably be back next week. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, we, uh, we, we love our Zach, uh, and, uh, he's in the middle of prepping for his big move back to the States, yeah. which we, we, I think we've, we discussed, so we won't, we won't disclose, uh, where he's going just yet, just in case he's not comfortable with that. Um, uh, he's a very secretive squirrel, but, um, he's coming back to the States and we're very excited about that. You want to talk about, before we get into like the, the, the danger here, do you want to talk about, uh, what's happening for us later a couple months from now? Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, Cole, Cole, I want you to lead into this, Cole, because you were the one who, like, fronted the idea. Okay, so uh, Zach, like Sam said, is coming back to the States here uh, very soon. And uh, we all kind of were, you know, we're all super excited about it. So we were wanting to try and figure out a way that we could see him. So we realized Chris and I live two hours away. We just hung out all week or for like half a weekend together this last weekend. And so we started like talking and thinking like, yo dude, like let's just, let's just make a road trip out of this. Cause originally the, the idea was like, we were all going to fly out to Virginia. But then, you know, I said, I was like, yep, yeah, you know, I'll just drive to Nashville. If Sam can make it to Nashville, the three of us could just fly out together. And then Chris was like, well, dude, why don't we just drive? And I was like, you want to take a road trip? And he's like, yeah, I'll do a road trip. And so we're going to have a Metal Gear Mondays road trip here coming up in Yay. probably April. Oh, yes. <clears throat> going to drive from Nashville to uh, to old wherever the hell he decides to, uh, you know, settle. Yeah. And uh, lay his lay his dainty head. Yes. And uh, we just the other night made the most bomb ass playlist for that trip. And I think we're going to be posting it for both uh Apple Music and Spotify listeners. I think I know for sure we can do it for Apple Music listeners. Well, if you will, yeah. if you'll send the playlist to me, I can put I it on Spotify. Did then, send the playlist to you? Ooh, on Apple Music, and I don't, I don't have that. How else am I going to send it to you? <laughs> it's on Apple Music. You're going to have to send me a list of songs. Can you like, can you like open the 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 playlist and preview the songs that are on there. Yeah. It'll, yeah. I mean, maybe when I was looking at it on my phone, it was just showing me like uh, a truncated list. I don't know. We don't have to talk about this now. This is, <laughs> yeah, we, can, this we, is can, we can always talk about the playlist on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, the Patriot club. This is so. yeah, yeah, wildly yeah. inappropriate. Oh, oh, so unprofessional. I'm just really disappointed when he, Zach's gone for what? 10 minutes and, Look, I have to, with, with his absence, I really have to like up my like shithead game. So I'm really trying here. It's like when Sam's not here, I have to up my sass game. Yeah. Yeah. And your sass game is, was on point last week. Let me tell you. I think it's still here. I'm here for it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. All right. You know what else I'm here for? What, Sam? Content. 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 So, uh, do you want to dive into talking about these characters yeah let's talk about some characters dude yeah obviously obviously hella spoilers so if you are still not done with death stranding um and for some reason are listening to this podcast uh, late yeah um (laughs) (laughs) um and for yeah for some reason you're still listening to this podcast at current stop what are you doing help yeah, go back. Get, get some help. Turn around. Uh, but yeah, that's our, that's our warning, and so we're gonna dive right in. Um, 
Who do we want to start with? Who do you want to talk about first? Hmm. I mean, I feel we got the main character, right? Yeah. Well, do we want to like end with the main character or do we want to start with like the main character and work our way down? I'm I don't know. starting up top with the main character. All right. I Let's feel like about- Kojima would want us to go in order of appearance. In order of appearance. Okay. Well, okay, so then we're going to talk about the crow that dies at the beginning mm-hmm. of Death Stranding. Uh, yes. So with the decomposition of the crow, um, I really think mm-hmm. that symbolizes a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, no, so that means we're going to start our discussion with old Normie Norm himself, Sam Porter Bridges. Oh, yeah. Um, so the other thing that I do want to mention is that um, uh, Alessio, I guess, so I said this on, I'm going to say this on the mainline episode because I have to. On the episode I recorded with Alessio last week, we ended the episode because Jason Zarniak um, uh, wrote in to the Facebook um uh and <laughs> said i can't remember like some episode in the 70s we were talking about i think peace walker and alessio had apparently we were like discussing death stranding a little bit at the top of the episode and alessio had said that if sam's name was actually sam porter bridges he would do the cinnamon challenge um and we totally compl- forgot about that. yeah we completely fucking forgot about that <clears throat> being a thing and so alessio agreed to do the cinnamon challenge based on Sam Porter Bridges' name. So once he's feeling a little bit better in his tum-tum, he's going to record that. We're going to post it on the YouTube. Um, yeah, so Sam Porter Bridges. Dumb name or not dumb name? First things first. Kind of a dumb name. Kind of a dumb name? Chris? Uh, I, I don't know. It's okay. Samuel. Samuel. What is strong Sam- name, Samuel? I, yeah, uh, Samuel's mean? definitely a strong name. It's a very strong name. I don't know. Um, it's just it's just like every there's a lot of the a lot about this game that is very on the nose. But I mean that yeah. would be like if my name was Cole Booze Guy Duncan. It's just yeah. Or actually yeah. actually no, it's it'd be further than that. It'd be like Cole Booze Guy Lipman. Yeah. Like the name of my company <laughs> is Well, I guess I guess the difference is if you look at it if you look back at it, the difference is that like <laughs> Like that is his mom's name. You know what I mean? Lisa Bridges. Yeah. Like it is his actual like last name. Like it's not just a company to him. Sure. And I don't know if like the company was named after Bridges or if Bridges was named like Bridges was the company and they just took the name, but it it, it does it did wind up symbolizing something at the end of it. Yeah. I I don't know. I just <laughs> I just I, I kinda of think it was a clunky name. I mean it is a little bit of a clunky name. Well, we had some spirited <laughs> discussion um, two weeks ago in our Metal Gear versus Death Stranding episode about the nature of Sam and who he like reminds us of, like a like a parallel to the Metal Gear series. And I think Chris mm-hmm. and myself landed on Raiden as like a, yeah. like a comparison character. Yeah, but I mean specifically Metal Gear Solid Two, Raiden, not mm-hmm. yeah, not four, not a- yeah. <clears throat> Mr. Cyborg Ninja. Yeah, not Rising Revengeance Raiden. No, 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 no. Um, because Sam is Sam. Like, like, I we were tagged on Twitter. Um, uh, by I wish I remembered who did this right now, but I can't. We are so buried in um notifications at this point. But um, uh, first world we were tagged right there. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. We were tagged on Twitter. Um, uh, there it is. We were tagged on Twitter by, um, uh, God bless America. Here it is. Um, by, uh, mag be the movement, uh, mag gamer Inc on Twitter asking us, um, serious question. Did Sam bridges speak more in death stranding than venom snake did in metal gear solid five, the phantom pain who smoked more, who spoke more overall and tagged a couple of like metal gear Twitters in that, that tweet. Um, and I think overall, Sam probably talked more. Yeah. Would you say? I, I, that's correct. Okay. So overall, Sam talked more, but kind of like most characters that Norma Reedus plays, um, you're meant to kind of like put yourself into the, the situation of the main character, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's a little bit, he's a little bit more blank slate than a traditional main character would be. I think that's true. On purpose. Um, yeah. So I actually have something for this. Okay. Uh, because I was putting this together when I was working on a project for the podcast and it was one of, I think the interviews and it's called, uh, bridges needs homo ludens mm-hmm. is the name of the, yeah. From uh, Heartman. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, is it okay if I read this? Or yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Because it's, li- it's a couple paragraphs. But uh, the text is, uh, and this is Heartman speaking, to be clear. I have already spoken at length about the new varieties of man that have emerged in the wake of chiral pollution and from the resulting phobias. Homo demons, homo gestalt, not to mention those touched by dooms. uh, This much is common knowledge. I, however, would poise that we could further categorize the humans in this day and age. Take our comrades Mama and Lochna, for example. They are creators, are they not? People who use tools to make things. Craftspeople, homo faber. Consider a dead man, one who looks uh, the dead in their eyes every day, one who takes their organs as his own. His relationship with death is transcendental, sublime. It is, in essence, his faith, and he is homo homo religious so-so. I'm butchering that. Uh, As for myself, homo loquens, a linguist, one who seeks to understand this world through the language of science and logic. There is, however... Another very special type of human, a breed that would serve bridges rather well. Homo ludens, they who play. Be it deliberate or unintentional, homo ludens unite people, creating culture, shaping the very world around them, not through violence nor laws or prescriptions, but rather through metaphorical acts of play. I know of only one person who matches this description, the one they call the Great Deliverer, Sam Porter, Despite Die Harmon's best efforts, however, his whereabouts are still unknown. So I think like that description 
makes it pretty obvious that Kojima is trying to make Sam represent the player. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty right there. Yeah, that's pretty on the nose there. And that, I think that was that was kind of like the whole discussion we had too about like a lot of that stuff being in the emails and the interviews and stuff like that. Um, a lot of like stuff, and I, I think we're probably going to talk a lot more about this next week, I'm assuming, but um, a lot of the stuff is very like transparent and on the nose if you dig into those email things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, so Sam is meant to be this like kind of a blank character almost but with a lot of like he he is there as a device to make everybody else's stories more interesting i think yeah i think he's like uh what do you call it seinfeld like yeah he's the uh every man yep Uh, but i think like i guess like the most like what the most important thing I think that he does is he's Cliff's son, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I, I know we're just doing analysis right now, but I kind of want to echo, I think something that Alessio kind of said, which was, <sighs> damn it. I wish I'd known that a little bit earlier. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, like, and like, it's like you knew, you kind of knew that that was coming a while off, but it would just have made that game just a little bit better, just knowing just there is that kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would have detracted from Sam's character just knowing a while out that, oh shit, no, this is your dad the entire time. Yeah, I How you feel? Yeah. Chris. I, well, I think it would have made the story a little more obvious uh from the outset and we would have felt like the motivation for the character would have been there more. Sure. <clears throat> and maybe and maybe that's I mean it goes back to what I was saying like whenever we had our giant screaming match for for the first time me and Zach James were on the same side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that time you guys were all wrong. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like that, that, uh, just having that kind of motivation and I'm not asking for, I wouldn't have been asking for it for the entire game. Cause you know, I understand that mystery is the kind of lifeblood of story. Um, it's that, that kind of intrigue, but just having that little tidbit of like, Oh, okay. Well now I know a little bit more about my character and now I know a little bit more about my, "Quote unquote antagonists' uh, motivations, which yeah. kind of can turn out to be my own motivations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I think, like, I I feel a little typecast, guys, as the Kojima <laughs> fanboy on the podcast <laughs> as we were talking. Now, 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 how much of that is self inflicted, though? A lot of it is self. It, it, a lot of it was me. Uh, being a little facetious and poking fun. Yeah. But Chris some actually of, has a full on shrine in his home to Kojima. I didn't show that to you guys, but it's, it's, it's honestly kind of impressive. It's secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yes. Um, so I think that a, a good story in a video game is something where the mystery is kind of slowly revealed to you. Right. If you think about, 
uh, Final Fantasy VII. Fantastic, mm-hmm. though very complicated story. And the mystery of Cloud and his background and like that he's not who he thinks he is kind of slowly reveals itself to you. Not all at once, but it litters like all these moments of like reinforcing of like, oh, this is who this, this character is. And then like when the moment happens and you realize the big epiphany that Cloud doesn't remember the past correctly and he wasn't a soldier. He was, or he wasn't an all caps soldier. He was a, just a regular grunt soldier. Uh, it has impact, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what is not present here is that a lot of the moments could have had a lot more impact if the setup had been there, but it seems like we were more focused on world building and weird scientific explanations about why things are the way they are. Yeah. It's well, cause I think like that's, and that's the other thing too, is that I think a lot of it would probably be a little bit clearer and have a little bit more impact. If again, going back to that old argument is that like, maybe if a lot more of that was in the game itself, instead of like being hidden behind these, these walls of text, then maybe it would be a little bit like would have that impact, you know, but yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know. The story was very touching and yeah, I think the moments where I actually felt things the most were the moments with Sam. So if Sam is really supposed to stand in for the character, which I think we all kind of agree that's the case uh then bang up job on that because when sam was supposed to feel something i felt like i was reacting in the way that sam would have yeah i guess yeah i guess so i think i think i don't know my brain is trying to formulate thoughts and it's having a really hard time yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know i just like i i I felt like I think it allowed me to have it definitely did allow me to have my own emotions about particular situations. But I think that that is a blessing and a curse because I thought a lot of shit in that game was real stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think if like maybe he had a little bit more of like a character informed, like a little bit more of his own opinions, then maybe I would have seen them a little bit closer to like his level. I think, I don't know if it like, it kind of works reverse for me. I think if you're going to have a character that is a blank slate that you're supposed to project, um, you're supposed to like project yourself onto, I think those moments have to be a lot tighter for it to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's correct. And I think that uh, in a weird sort of way, Kojima's always kind of played fast and loose with narrative. You know, it's it's like he puts your the camera and the story, and he gives you the details of like what he feels you need to know to get the point that he's trying to make in that situation, but not uh, to like actually makes sense yeah like yeah i I think the closest comparison i can come come to is david lynch right so david Mm -hmm. lynch will like keep the camera for unnaturally longer periods of time on like something like a character screaming in distress 
And mm-hmm. I think the if the the purpose of him doing that is it gives you kind of a weird cold chill type thing and goosebumps and you do feel a real emotive reaction from, from having seen it. Uh, but I think that's what like happens with uh, the, the story in Death Stranding is that we were only shown parts that like drive the narrative forward. Mm-hmm. But it comes across as disjointed. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I I can agree with that. It's um, it's uh, yeah. I guess it does. It does come across a little bit. It's it's the game is ser- like you said. The game is serving a specific purpose, and it's not um, it's like, it's trying to get you through the situations around the character, as opposed to making you kind of yeah, like in, I don't know. I guess not invested is not the word that I want to use because. You do get kind of invested, but mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like a vehicle almost. Like the the character, just like Sam is a a, a vessel that's supposed to be something that represents us. I think mm-hmm. uh, the a lot of the plot and the relationships between characters they only exist to drive like the experience of of walking across this world mm-hmm. and interacting it. Mm-hmm. Well, so again, I guess then we short of like talking more about like the, the basic stuff, I think we'll get, we can get more into Sam as we discuss the rest of the characters. So do we want to move on to our next person? Yeah. I think that makes sense because because I think that's where we're kind of naturally leading to, right? Is that because he is this blank slate because like all the stuff is happening around him and he is and his, his situation works in service of everybody else i think that um i think that it benefits us to talk about everybody else and we'll get that'll help us like piece together who sam yeah. is just as they help sam understand who he is and like what his purpose is yeah so who so who do you think is next then amelie cliff i guess Higgs. i feel like dead man is dead man Dead Man is, I feel like Dead Man is Sam's sidekick in a weird way. Oh, yeah. I know he for sure is. Yeah, let's talk about Dead Man. I fucking, okay, by the end of that game, I fucking was in love with Dead Man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was, he was such a pure boy. And I was like, I must protect Dead Man at all costs. (laughs) It's Dead Man is why I'm here doing this. No, I I love Dead Man. He's just a, I don't know, because we we've we've made the comparison that he's like Otacon, but he's not he's not Otacon. He's just this like incredibly caring person that you don't see a lot in this world. He's like yeah. one of the very few truly compassionate people in you know this world. Who I think he's more like mm-hmm. Cause. Hmm. How so? Because he's in a way he's kind of manipulated like causes. By the characters, mm. right? Would you say played like a damn fiddle? Yeah. You would hear. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! What have I done? They played us like a damn fiddle. You created um, a monster. I have created a monster. I could see that. Yeah, he's a little bit. He's manipulated into doing this work where we're not really sure. Yeah, I. 
I can see that in one instance, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, because I, I, I definitely get that. But at the same time, Cause was doing that kind of stuff like before, and mm-hmm. Cause has like a Cause is a live wire. He's just like a. I mean, I mean, he's like, that, that's the best way I can describe him. He's a live wire. He's just he's rash and just yeah. doesn't think before he does anything, or he says that he does, but then is you know screaming and going like running into battle whereas dead man is reserved and quiet and calculated and really really thinks a lot before making any kind of move whatsoever and i think it's one thing i really liked about the character is that he's one of the only characters that i can think in this game that um grows grows and truly stopped (laughs) for a second and thought hold up wait what Hold are up. we doing? We... Hold Sorry. on. <laughs> yeah, I I think that what I liked about Dead Man is that he's kind of funny. Oh, he's extremely funny. He's like, like yeah. he's he's our he's like our comedic like relief this entire game. Yeah, and it's got like that weird. I don't know. It has that weird Kojima humor sometimes. Like yeah. when he pulls Sam it, or that moment when you're like in your room and he's just waiting for you in the shower. <laughs> like that was hilarious. I laughed. I was cackling. I was actually <laughs> rolling on the floor with laughter. Raffle Mel. Yes. IRL. Let's get it. Um, yeah. Like he's just this like really like, I wouldn't call him like comic relief even. It's just like he just is in these like situations that are very like awkward and meant to be funny, yeah. which I think is is good. I, I guess what um, I meant is that he provides levity to a very yeah, bleak, yeah. bleak situation. Yeah, that's a good way to way to put it. I just like I love this. I love the character so much because again, like we talked like like we said, he's the one character in the game that has like significant growth, mm-hmm. develops and changes as a person. Um, which I think is also kind of poetic because he was, you know, he was this like stem cell creation, you know, and he's pieced together from parts and he's the yeah. most like he becomes the most human like yeah. out of everybody. He's like frankincense monster. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. without all the murder. Right. 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 Much, much less murdery. Mm-hmm. And then I also kind of love like over the course of the game, how he like softens on uh, BBs. Yeah specifically Lou and um, just like realizes that, yeah, these are, this is maybe not the, the right thing. Um, He's just a really great character. Like I had like a short of like everything with cliff. Like I think, I think the Sam going back to give dead man a hug at the end of the game might've been the single like best moment in the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he like it was such like a moment and it was such like it was like a it was like a like a yeah, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. This is like the pinnacle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. It those were some of the most touching moments in the game. And then seeing how Dead Man grew in his relationship with the BB too, like mm-hmm. that was really adorable and touching kind of giving Sam the like you know you're not supposed to do this 
but if you you know did disconnect you'd be completely off the grid so i wouldn't mm-hmm. know what you were doing and neither would anyone else but you know i shouldn't tell you that because that would be super illegal right no you would never do that <laughs> no I, um, just, I just i've always I, I really i really came to love his character i wasn't a huge fan of him at the beginning and i think that was the kind of point is that you know you're not really supposed to relate with this literal dead man but as you grow to understand the death stranding you do start to understand the dead and the this just kind of a hollow person almost who has grown with you yeah yeah i think that's right yeah i uh, i'm a big fan of, of of dead man a lot is uh I, I the only thing the only thing i that uh Annoying me about Dead Man was like the constant calls in Chapter Ten. Yeah, you can get bent on that one, Benicio uh, Ola del Toro. Benicio del Toro. I was going to say Benicio del Toro. I was like, it's the wrong del Toro dog. Yeah, I thought you were about to call him Benito, and I was like, okay, it's not Mussolini. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, uh, Dead Man, that fascist leader of uh, the UCA. <laughs> I recall. I'm sorry. I'm still. I, I still think I'm waking up. All the all the synapses aren't aren't firing. They're firing on all, all cylinders. We're not. We're not, we're, we're not there yet. I got the Baja blast going though, so I should be uh, right as rain here in a little bit. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, do we have more to say about Dead Man? Uh, I so on my rating scale, mm. I I will give Dead Man. Uh, 10 wholesome boys out of 10. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I guess, I guess, like tying him back to Sam, is that he, while like Dead Man becomes more human, like you said, Sam, um, he also kind of makes Sam more relatable. It's like, oh, Sam actually has a, a decent connection with yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. And that he has, a, he, he has a friend. He's able to make a friend. Exactly. There's like this crazy world out there exists, right? And like Sam is very like anti, you know, everything. And he has this one person that he can like, that he actually does like come to. I would you say, I could say love. I think like Sam giving dead man a hug after all that time is a symbol of like his love for him. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And it shows like growth on Sam's part too, of, like how he overcomes his like debilitating whatever uh, that fast and fast and fast and fast and phobia. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, that definitely Dead Man is a huge vehicle for Sam's growth as a character. Yeah, cool. So, so who's next? Want to talk Cliff? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Cliff. Clifford Unger, best character in the game. <laughs> He's so good. He's yeah. So good. Daddy Mads. Daddy Mads. Uh, he was. He's, he's just so menacing, and that's what I liked about him. He's just, I mean, he's anytime you 
get one of those like boss fights, it's just scary seeing him like appear somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all like very like it, it, he is very spooky and eerie when he like yeah. comes out of the tar and like he just kind of like I don't know. It's very unsettling with the doll and the barbed wire and everything like that. Like it's it's he's a very cool character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And I think that the reason why Kojima picked Mads is because Mads is really cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, even like the like the smoke, like cigarette stuff was because of Mads. Like that wasn't included in the game itself. Like mm-hmm. Kojima yeah. came out and said, like, we included this as part of his character because. Yeah. Well, Mads. And wasn't it that? Uh, Sony was actually wanting to get Kojima to work with uh, Keanu Reeves. And yeah. mm-hmm. Kojima was like, no, I need Mads. Mm-hmm. Why not both? Like, make another character for Keanu. There's a bunch of throwaway <laughs> characters in this game. Just lose one wh- of them wh- and make one for Keanu. Wickman. <laughs> what was that? Wickman. Wickman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. He, uh, his, like, I, I'm convinced that, like, so this, this, this game is full of characters who, um, are either, like, super, super underutilized or, like, utilized maybe incorrectly, I would say. Um, Cliff is the, the one character, I think, in this entire game that's used perfectly. Yeah, he's done just right. He doesn't. He doesn't stay too long. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not out of. The, he's not out of the game too little. Like he's like they they dangle him in front of you like this little mystery that's happening mm-hmm. on the side, and um, like he's like he's just used perfectly. Like he's great. Yeah. No, he is. I mean, because he he drums up just the right amount of anxiety. He drums up the right amount of intrigue. Um, and then just his actual character's place in that universe is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, when, he's, he's one of my favorite antagonists for sure. Yeah. When, um, when during the game or before, or like at one point in, in life, did you realize that, uh, that, uh, Cliff was probably Sam's dad? Uh, probably like, Vietnam when you see him kind of like reaching out and try to touch the ba- the the BB I was like oh hold up hold up hold up hold up there's something going on here yeah yeah um so you're saying Vietnam Chris what about you uh like in one of the trailers <laughs> I fuck <laughs> but, me though so I was I I had this like half right guess of the plot of the mm-hmm. game and it was the one where uh like cliff comes up through that uh that sewer you know yeah um yeah so i had the theory that sam is also the baby and the game was going to have some like weird time mechanic mhm and that you you're being chased by Cliff because you took his baby, but mm-hmm. you took yourself or something like that. Was, gotcha. That was my theory about what Death Stranding was going to be about. Mm-hmm. So I got the part about 
Cliff Mads being dad, right? I got yeah, that part yeah. right, but I was pretty far off on everything. Well, and I think that was intentional too, because the idea was that like you're supposed to think that the baby in the flashbacks is is Lou, like that's the implication that right. they're trying to they're trying to like give you, and it like it's not obviously that's not the case, but there's no like time travel shenanigans or anything like that. It's just kind of you know as it is. Yeah. Um, going back to what we were t- saying earlier, I mean, I think that Cliff is the best utilized character in this game. Mm-hmm. Just period. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he has, he's, he has a purpose for being there the entire time. Anytime he's on screen, unlike yeah. some other characters that we'll probably touch on. So like, where do we start with Cliff? Like That's where hard. do you yeah. where do you start talking about his character? Do you start talking about through like the experience of Sam, or do you go chronological? Um, I guess we can kind of take it chronological, just now that we have the context for it, right? Sure. Yeah, I suppose so. So um, let's talk about where he starts. Yeah. Uh, so I have the case reviews pulled up. Okay. Uh, from the interviews and the first one for there's three for cliff um and the first one goes into like the incident and the situation in the hospital Mm -hmm. um, which i guess is like a good place to start so cliff has cliff has a wife and they are expecting a child and he was a former U.S. Army Special Forces person. And he was cooperating with President Strands um, doing the BB experiments, right? Yeah, yep. So uh, up until that point, up until a certain point, he'd been cooperating with them fully because he wanted, uh, he had this hope that like, his child and his wife was going to survive, but uh, really he was being used by bridges mm-hmm. uh, and through bridges kind of by the president of the United States to uh, contribute to the BB experiments. Right. Yeah. And he was, I think he realized, and he realized a little bit too late that like these were not, like it wasn't like as above board as he was expecting it to be. Yeah, I think that's correct. He, I don't know. Uh, when he did have that realization, I think it was too far gone for him uh, at that point. I think he kind of realized, this is my speculation, but I think he kind of realized how difficult it was going to be to uh, get out of it and that might not happen. Mm-hmm. So we have this like whole situation with cliff and then that's when John jumps in, right? Like John mm-hmm. comes in and John is like, that, that was, that was the one thing that I, that I feel like could have been explained a little bit more is that he has like this like crazy weird, like dedication to uh, Bridget. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I almost wonder, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but okay, I'll save that for later. But like, he's still got this like, like major love for Cliff and that's why he's helping him. So we get, that's how he gets all this information. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I uh, wish, I wish we had known more about like their involvement with each other. I mean, we get a little bit of it, but that was just something that I kind of wanted to hear more about. Who uh, you're John, talking about? Uh, John and Cliff. Yeah. Uh, like well, their history together. Like, so it's kind of outlines in some of the interviews and some of the emails or the mail. Yeah, and I've I've already I've I've. I, yeah, I don't think I. I mean, like I. That's sta- a I've, that's I've a point. It. I've stated it before, so I'm not going to beat that horse again. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need. I don't even think we need to talk about how frustrated we are about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. I, I think it's it's safe to assume that if there's some type of thing that we're not clear about, um, it's probably explained probably, in the emails. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I'm going to shoot straight with you guys. Uh, once we finished playing Death Stranding, I have not picked it back up. Yeah, yeah, I have that's not gone back. That's correct for me too. I've I've not picked it up and I probably won't for a good while. No, mm-hmm. no, I'll revisit it one of these days, but for now I'm going to leave with my sanity intact. <laughs> I'll play the inevitable, uh, remastered PlayStation five edition of it. Mm. I don't know if I can join you in that journey, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Um, Sorry. I, almost got on a rant there so <laughs> no it's okay um yeah i guess so all the stuff with john and so then he makes this like wild escape right mm-hmm. or, or tries attempts. to at least yeah uh, yeah there was an attempt yeah so uh in the case review it continues that on the day of the incident uh captain unger took an experiment uh, and bleh, 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 bleh. let's start over on the day of the incident Captain Unger took an experimental BB hostage and barricaded himself inside one of the facility's rooms. After a took his kid. Well, this this is not written. This is not meant to be an objective source of truth. This was written by the UCA. So, uh, but it says after assessing the situation, the president ordered that a nonviolent resolution be pursued, ensuring that no harm came to either the captain or the BB. However, this order was directly contravened by presidential advisor, John Blake McLean, who shot and killed Clifford Unger. Following the incident, McLean refused to surrender himself into custody and fled and was accordingly designated a most wanted fugitive. Efforts to locate and detain McLean were unsuccessful. However, the search was later called off when an unrelated investigation into a suicide found that the deceased possessed the same social security number as McLean. The body was cremated before physical identification could be performed. Hmm. Interesting. Is this motherfucker's okay. name? Wait, 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 no. That's his no, real name. No, no, I no, thought, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. 
That's it. That's fucking over. I know. I I know. Last week, I said all those fun things about how I'm so proud to continue the podcast. And I, I can't do it anymore. I feel like we have a connection or something. Sam, roll the end credits. Let's go. I'm done with this. <laughs> oh my god, his name's John. Mc- that's yeah. why he's die hard. That's yeah. That's it, baby. I can hear my heart in my temples right now. <laughs> Oh, Kojima. Yeah. Kojima does some ham-fisted stuff. Right. I I wish that like I I I wish that I mm. Mhm. Um I wish that we were done talking about Cliff so we could yeah. talk about Die Hardman. Yeah. yeah. But so let's finish talking about Cliff and then we're going to talk about immediately Die Hardman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh that's that's the story of Cliff. Like the narrative is uh he tried to escape with his child, BB, and uh was killed by well, in this narrative, <laughs> John <Yeah>. McClane. <laughs> I'm so surprised there wasn't like a like another character named like Hansman or Gruberman who would just played exactly <laughs> like the opposite of Die Hardman. Yeah. Now I have a BB. Ho ho. No ho. no. Oh no. Um. So yeah. So he's quote killed, but then we we know the truth of it is that he was killed like it was bridget right and so um and then so then we get this whole like part now how how do we play this next part because like he's dying and he's giving that speech to sam right what's happening there like how is like he's he's having this flashback sam is having the flashback experiencing this and is Cliff talking to him? Like, what's happening in that moment? And when and, you plug into the BB, yeah, and Sam's like floating around the hospital, and he's he sees like that whole thing happen, and then that's when it's revealed that 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 is son that 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 is a son. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, bud. Because yeah. like it's not like a normal flashback because because like. Like Cliff had this conversation with him in Vietnam, the exact same conversation he has at the end of the game with him, right? But like, where, like, what is happening in this in this flashback that Sam is having that is causing this conversation to happen in the flashback? Like, what, like, like, how? So I think it's what what it is is that the interaction of uh, the fact that Sam has dooms. Mm-hmm. And he is plugging into a BB because uh, I think it's said at one point in the game that um, when Die Hardman gives Sam the BB that they had to make some special adjustments because they didn't know what would happen if a, when a person with dooms plugs into a BB because uh, people with dooms have the natural connection to the BTs, right? The, mm-hmm. To the beaches. Um and BBs are like between the beaches and real life. So it's like kind of crossing the wires. Yeah. 
So when Sam is plugging into BB, he's remembering the time when he was that bridge between the living and the dead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see that. I I kind of assumed to an extent that there was like a pocket dimension type thing going on there, like in that instance, just because everything in this universe is all mixed up. Like maybe in that moment, he was able to. They were able to have that kind of conversation, but yeah, yeah. It was it was just very strange. I could I could see that being I could see that being correct though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So then, Cliff comes back as a spirit of fucking vengeance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so he's hunting for Sam. Sam. He's hunting for his BB. Um, now, I don't know at first. Do you, So at what point do we think Cliff recognizes that Sam is his son? Definitely not in World War One. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I think it started happening in World War II because he had yeah. that moment before he started to like choke him that like mm-hmm. he had that like brief moment of recognition and then he went crazy again. I think that's when it started. And I definitely wonder, obviously Vietnam was the was the the moment. I wonder if it's because he touched him. Is he made that he made that connection and then realized, "Oh shit, yeah. it's not the BB on his chest. It I'm getting a weird vibe from this scruffy boy here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he's recognizing he, he's sensing Sam this entire time. That's why he's able yes. to like follow him around. Yes. He's sensing Sam, but because of like what he's looking for, he thinks he's looking for the BB right. when he's really looking for Sam. And it's that connection, that connection that really does it. Yeah. I think that's the case. Uh, like something about, uh, isn't it something to do with chiral energy or something like that that he's able to track Sam? Yeah, I think so. Well, because we were led to believe that it was the, uh, the, um, like it was like the connecting to the, the Odra deck, right. And plugging BB in that caused the, like him able to like figure out where he is. But I think that was just a, like a, a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so in all of this, so we have these various theories in all of this about like Higgs is in charge of this or Cliff is in charge of this or like, so how do we like, where, where do we feel about the idea of like what, how Cliff came back and like, who was like, was he independent? Like, was he working with Bridget? Was that clear to everybody? That that Cliff was working with Bridget. Uh, yeah. On the yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. it was pretty clear that he was cooperating initially because uh, through the conversations there was kind of this like bargaining going on, you know. So, so yeah. So we get through all of these um, these scenarios, right? And then. Um, cause it happens. In, so, so my question then, and I think another thing that I wasn't completely clear about is then we go through, we see him 
We see these supercells. We see them in World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. We have that moment in Vietnam where like he transforms into like suit wearing Cliff again. And then we play the game a little bit more and we get back to the beach and he's like evil Cliff again with his little skelly man. Yeah. Right. So what happened there? Do we think, do you think like it was Bridget or. I think that what, what happened there was that Sam recognized Bridget and what she was, you know, okay. um, which, uh, yeah, these kinds of character analyses are hard because you start talking about one character and you have to talk about it bounces yeah. from another well, character. So, yeah, yeah. Well, like that's the thing about the game too is that like most of like the the key characters are so intertwined that it's hard not to. Yeah, for sure. It it's yeah, but it, I think it's good. You know the so yeah, I I think that's what happened is Cliff recognized Bridget. And recognized what she was and reacted to the situation as he would have. You know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you have this like you have this like moment and you're kind of like you're kind of like given the story later about how like Cliff kind of just let everybody go. Yeah. Um, on that beach and we're not entirely sure why specifically like we can infer from Die Hardman's like his like soliloquy you know at the end of the game but we're never really sure why he does it Um, and then you briefly see him kind of like sinking with you when you when Sam is in the in the water on the beach and that's kind of like the end of it until the flashback stuff yeah I think, um, yeah, it it doesn't really, it's not really clear what happened, but I think what ended up happening is Cliff and Die Hardman forgave each other. Yeah, that'd be, I think that'd be fair to assume. Hmm. And And that's what I think. And I think that's what like, that's what Die Hardman was saying too in his, his speech, right? Is that like, maybe he saw how hard I was trying now and forgave me in that moment. And that's why yeah. he was just like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. 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 I think that's correct. Uh, mm. Because Cliff had been changed. Cliff, if, if that situation had happened before the moment between Sam and Cliff, I don't think he would have let them go. I think he would have, uh, would have punished them and had his revenge, right? Yeah. But I think that the exchange with Sam changed Cliff, and he got what mm-hmm. he wanted, and he kind of realized what he had become in the process of like looking for his son. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah. And I guess does that kind of like close? I mean, will that I guess close the book on Cliff for us, or what do you what do you think? Anything else we need to be? Yeah, I think that. I mean, there's a lot to say about Cliff, and there's a lot that we could say, but in the relationship of the story, I don't know. I will say it does feel a little hollow, like the, his impact towards the end. 
like you you have this moment with him and then the game chooses to continue with other stuff and i felt like the story could have been more keenly focused on cliff and sam's relationship and been a little more coherent i think a lot of this game could be could have been a lot more coherent personally oh yeah yeah that's true but i think this is a small change that could have happened that would have made a big difference absolutely yeah can we talk about fucking john mcclain apparently we have to because And by talk, I mean make disappointed noises and just kind of breathe heavily. That ruined my night, dude. That <laughs> <laughs> ruined my fucking night, dead. I John think, McClane, Die Hardman. Fuck. You know, I was wondering why we, you guys didn't ask Tommy, Tommy Jenkins why he had the, uh, what, what his reaction was to finding out that the name is John McClain. I don't know. I wonder if he even knows. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it to. I should. uh, (laughs) You know what? Hold on. (laughs) I'm I'm live messaging Tommy right now. Hold on. Hold on. Cancel. Where is he? TJ. TJ84, Tommy Earl Jenkins. The man. The The man. The legend. Okay, hold on. Hey, Tommy. uh, So, (laughs) we're recording. Um, Hold on. Recording a little extra analysis on... Death Stranding for Metal Gear Mondays right now. Um, well, it just uh, E A R. Come on, spell Mondays right now. Now and Chris brought Christmas. Nope. <laughs> yes, Chris, Christmas Hampton. <laughs> Christmas Hampton. It's short. Chris is short for Christmas. Um, yep. Chris brought to my attention <laughs> that Die Hardman's real name is John McClain. And I don't think I realized this. I was wondering. If you knew that little tidbit, because I think it's kind of hilarious. (laughs) All right. There. Hey, Tommy, so we're recording a little extra analysis on Death Stranding from Metal Gear Mondays right now, and Chris brought to my attention that Die Hard Man's real name is John McClane, and I don't think I realized this. I was wondering if you knew that little tidbit, because I think it's kind of hilarious. Okay, I just sent that to Tommy. If he responds during the episode, I will chime in and let I'm you also, guys know. I, I, just, um, I just realized that I will also get that DM if you if, if he calls back, so that's going to be a fun thing if I wake up tomorrow morning with a DM from Tommy Earl Jenkins. <laughs> Uh, hopefully 
we hear from Die Hardman. This, is, this would be the one time that Sam's not upset to hear that ringtone. Yeah, but I'll say the, the ringtone plays. <sighs> Fuck. So many times. So oh, many fucking man. times. So, again, I, so, <laughs> so I need some, I, I, I can't, Chris, I need you mm-hmm. to start talking about Die Hard Man because I need to take a second right now. I need to take a, yeah. a, a powder. Okay. Pitter patter. Um, Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Um, pata pata. So, yeah. Die Hardman. Where do we start? The Die Hardman was uh, John McClane. He served under Cliff, and Cliff apparently had saved his life multiple times from what we gather, right? Yeah, because he, he, mm-hmm. he mentions as much that, like, you know, you've, you, you brought us back from the brink of death every single time. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it's so John McClane is like a presidential advisor, but he's also like in charge <laughs> of. Stop calling him John McClane. <laughs> we ha- that's his name, Sam. You know what? Yeah, they, 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 his they, name. Really, they really missed the chance to make a yippee kaye <laughs> motherfucker like moment in that. In that game, I, if that had happened, I would have been like, "Wait a minute." Well, yeah. Hold well, hold we on. almost we almost Wait. got it. Wait, you almost what? We almost got it. I I felt there were a couple times where I thought we were. Oh get it. yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think Kojima <laughs> was a little tasteful in his reference. So, oh, oh, yeah, okay. oh, oh! So he could do Mario and Princess Beach, but he can't have Die Hardman on the beach. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Yeah, no, uh, that would have <laughs> well, <laughs> that would have so, completely ruined the mood. So, I mean, it's I not to get too off topic here, but it's one of the things that people speculate why Police Hots was never released in the U.S. because the copyright infringement would be associated with a uh, mm. lethal weapon, right? Because the main characters resemble the characters in lethal weapon by a lot. Right. Um, so this is not the first time that Kojima has made a reference to an 80s film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say I do think it is different to like name him John McClane and then have him say the, than it is to have him say the line because the line is going to be what gets him in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. So, I don't know. Take what you will from it, but I, I'll refer to him as Die Hardman so that we can get through. Please, because like Thank if you, you say John McClane one more fucking time, I'm going to just lose it. Not in anger, but like I'm just going to keep just laughing. Bruce Willis with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tommy, and I don't think I could see anybody else playing Die Hardman at this point, but do you think that Kojima wanted Bruce Willis? I don't know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah, I could. I I think he wanted Norman. I bet he I bet he is. pitched it to him and he's like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um so die hard in, it, Yeah. I it, continuing from Clifford Unger's case review, right? Mm-hmm. Uh there there's it goes on to say that like 
they found that body and the body was like identified to be John McClane's. And then like a couple weeks later, this guy with a mask shows up and he's the new presidential advisor after the president assumed control of bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, he is known only as die Hardman. So I guess like why the, the reason why we are given that die Hardman never uses his real name because he faked his own death. Yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. He faked his own death because he was going to get in trouble for, quote, killing Cliff. Yeah. Even though he didn't kill Cliff because so he was taking the fall. And so he faked his own death to come back and advise Bridget still, just with a mask. Yeah. And there's this, like, yeah. phony, phony story about. Um, <clears throat> sorry. A uh, funny story about like all these burns and like things like that to like mm-hmm. maybe uh, relieve some uh, relieve some suspicion, but yeah, but not a lot of suspicion. Not a lot of suspicion. He is very, very from the word go. That man is the most like one of the most suspicious yeah. characters in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. I also like want to say there was never any doubt in my mind person that we saw in those flashbacks was die hardman oh no it was it was super obvious it was super obvious i um i had a talk i can't remember who i was it was i was talking to zach and zach was a at this point in the game zach was a little bit ahead of me and so the first flashback that we get with john in it i text him i was like hey you don't have to tell me yeah but john is definitely die hardman right and zach like didn't say anything but like yeah. it's super i think I, it's super clear like they don't try to hide it at all no yeah sure not so yeah die hardman faked his death came mm-hmm. back and worked for bridges uh for president strand and it's kind of like I mean, he's very shady and we don't trust him from the beginning. And it's it's very obvious that there's a history between him and Sam mm-hmm. from the outset of their interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's dodgy the entire game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I, um... So here's my... Here's what I was going to bring up earlier that I was going to say for now is that, he, like when we were talking about cliff is that die Hardman has this like crazy, he has this like weird loyalty to Bridget. And like he, he, he makes very specific mentions of like, I have to do what she says. I have to listen to her. Is there some like mind control shit happening here? Like, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, is it just like he loves her? Like, what is, what is the deal? I, someone can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of, after, you know, hearing the whole, like, you know, he faked his own death kind of thing. Part of me wants to think that it's like a blackmail type situation going on. That Bridget has something over him. Like, oh. hey, hey, uh, the country thinks that you are a murderer and that you disobeyed a direct order from me. So I've got you in my pocket. Dance, essentially. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes a lot of sense. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know why I never got that read off of it. I don't know, like my first, like, is it, what does it say about me that my first, my first thought was like, oh, he's brainwashed, like he's mind control. 
Well, I mean, the, the whole game is just wacky, and so it's completely understandable that, oh, yeah, no, I could totally see someone being, like, hypnotized with chiral dooms. I don't know. Like, you can come up with an explanation using, like, the universe's uh, kind of metaphysical aspects for that, but I just kind of assumed, like, Occam's razor, like, oh, no, he, she's, he's just in the pocket of a very corrupt politician. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, all this stuff happens. We talked about, um, we talked a little bit about uh, how much we really, like, liked his, like, performance and the whole like speech at the end of chapter uh, uh episode 13 right um i did want to bring <clears throat> something up uh because it, it came up in the discord and i wanted to get everybody's thoughts on it was uh matt's what she said in the discord tagged us in a uh, uh comment um in our uh, death training spoiler talk um uh chain in there um, and you can check it out by going to metalgearmondays.com or patreon.com slash metalgearmondays. Um, he says, I guess I'm in the minority here, but I thought the big diehard man scene at the end was awkward and underwhelming. I agree. The performance and motion captures was good, but the, what he was, but what he was saying was dumb. Like, sorry, I killed your dad, but I didn't have a choice. Yeah, you did. Cliff should have healed me because I deserved it. Yeah, you do. But I think he forgave me because I was doing my part for America. Come on, man. Dude, you killed the guy who saved your life multiple times. Not only that, but you killed a good character, and your character is ranked just above the Chiral Artist and Jordan Vote Roberts. You're not going to get me to care about you in episode 13. I'm sorry, but that's just how I feel about it. Um, so I think the first thing about that, and you guys can, um, you guys can, you know, pull me back if I'm, you know, saying anything wrong, but sure. I think, I think the first thing that makes that a little, like a little iffy is that, like, he wasn't the one that killed Cliff. It was Bridget. No, Bridget definitely was the one who right. shot right. him. She like grabbed she grabbed the gun while it was in his hand and pulled the mm-hmm. trigger. And so he feels that guilt because that happened, but it's not necessarily his like. No, he's got. He sur- I mean, it's 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 textbook textbook survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. that's that's exactly what it is. He he does. He feels like had he done something different. Cliff would still be here, or if he had acted a little sooner, he'd still be there. He's he's constantly dealing with those what ifs in his head, and yeah, I mean he's he's scarred because of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean i I get the sense that part of like the story of like uh, what do you call it, Cliff and McLean or Die Hardman, they have this. I know. Uh, So. Yeah, Cliff and Die Hardman have this relationship, and part of what makes Die Hardman more real as a character is how he like. Well, once you understand the relationship, which is that, uh, I guess that Sam is Cliff's son, mm-hmm. and then you understand that Die Hardman has been like a little overbearing with. Uh, Sam, but he always like seems to have Sam's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. I think you understand like that little survivor's guilt that he has. Yeah, and he's like kind of looking after Sam to pay sort of penance, like looking after his his friends, his dead friends' kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Just like my two cents. Yeah. You know, no, I see for that. what they're worth. I um I think I think the what I will agree with is I think the um the he saw what I was doing for America was a little ham fisted. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I sure. think I think the bulk of the speech was was pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's true. Yeah. So I I still I still stand I still stand the speech. Definitely regardless yeah. still stand the performance. Oh yeah, it's, um, the, be- it's the best mm-hmm. acting in the entire game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's super fantastic. Um and like that moment I think is only topped by the Cliff and Sam moment for me in story. Yeah. So, next character, boys? Yeah, who's who's next? Who who is next? So we've we've talked about Sam. We've talked about Cliff. Dead man. Dead man. Die Hard yeah. Man. You mean John McClane? No, I don't. Um I mean Die Hard Man. Um What about let's talk about Higgs. Yeah. Yeah. Higgs. I've had a lot of time, a lot of time to think about Higgs. Um, and I think that Higgs is both a great villain and a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I can completely get behind that. Um, I think yep. that, and it's, and kind of like, it's kind of like Skullface, right? Where Skullface is a great villain, but he's just so, he's just utilized poorly. Yep. And I think that, I think that Higgs is um Higgs is a great character. Um he's like he's a cool character. And I think if they just utilized him like more or gave like more motivation or background or anything like that, I think it would have been um uh it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, did you guys read the journals? So, okay. So I'll stab at it for me. (laughs) I, 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 I want to take this moment to thank everybody for all of the messages and all of the tweets and pings and everything about this. Yes. Super aware that Peter Engler is Higgs and I'm super aware of his special room. I I don't I <laughs> I don't mean that with any disdain at all. I have no disdain in my heart for you guys. I just like like I just I was shocked by the amount of people that emailed or wrote in or anything like that at last <laughs> meeting. Oh, did you guys know that Peter Engler? I was like, yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> but to pour over this game for a whole long time, I've got that. Thank you. Oh yeah. No, I so, really, I really like Higgs. I really, really, really like Higgs, though. But I completely agree that he was just an underutilized character in this yeah. game. I just, uh, he's just such a yeah. So, it's hard to describe. His like, uh, so his background is really interesting. I think um, he was raised by his uncle, and. This was pretty early in his life. 
that both of his parents died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grew up thinking that the shelter that he lived in was like the entire world. And his uncle would like beat him physically whenever he asked about the outside world or tried to leave the shelter. So uh, eventually Higgs kills his uncle in self-defense with a knife and he witnesses the body going necro. Um, mm. And in like one of the journals, he, where's that line? Sorry, yeah. So uh, he's like dragging the body along and it says, I've been moving at a steady clip when I saw it, Kyrillium coming off a daddy, little motes of shimmering light. I was out of time. I laid him down in the dirt, but before I let go, I had a vision. My hand, still resting on his body, disappeared, vaporized into fine mist. Poof. And then I felt another presence, a BT, coming slow but sure, like I had been, uh, like it had been walking since the beginning of time. Daddy's mm-hmm. keeper. That was the first one I sensed, but it wasn't the last. For a long time after, I remained awakened to their presence, a sixth sense, Daddy's parting gift to me. Over time, it'd fade, but I knew I knew how I got it, and I knew how to get it back. All I needed was another body, and I got a I got real good at making them. Death for life, theirs for mine. A fair exchange. Hmm. <clears throat> so, for Higgs to trigger his like Doom's abilities, uh, he has to kill people. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, twisted. It's super yeah. twisted, but. God, it makes for a good villain. Yeah. It just, you know, if they said something about it in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like just, these these details are so awesome. Why aren't they more obvious in the game? Why do we have to really like dig for them? Yeah. Just, like how cool would that have been to like just have that <coughs> moment? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. To, to see like Kid Higgs dragging his uncle's dead body and then realizing in the moment like oh shit i've got something here yeah Yeah. and then like showing flashes of Higgs learning that his abilities are triggered by death and like murdering people and then like suddenly this villain is like by your final encounter this i don't know this mass murdering psychopath right it's not it's not just something that like we saw and like what i thought was honestly uh a pretty lame scenario with fragile and Higgs. Mm-hmm. i don't know it just didn't feel dangerous you know yeah no and i stand i also stand by the fact that like if higgs was like haunting you throughout the game how cool would that have been Oh, that like if, if he was like the G, cool. he was like the G man. He would just like appear at the top of a cliff somewhere, or like if you were like climbing up a cliff with like the anchor, and you look up and he's up there, and then you get to the top and he's gone. Like, wow, fucking cool that be. Yeah, yeah. Then like, it would have been like liquid, and the pursuit of liquid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It would have been so much cooler. And so much cooler. He was just like, like you said, he's extremely underutilized because he and he has such an amazing story. 
that we don't know about unless you read the emails, which once again, spoiler alert, I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I found like a, a website that has all of them typed out. Yeah. Because I, I just wanted to read them. I didn't want to sit in my PlayStation. I'll say I'll probably go through it. If you'll send yeah. me that link at some point. Yeah. And then we'll also, we, if you send the link to Chris, we'll, we can include it in the show notes as well. For sure. I actually posted it in the Discord earlier. Oh, look at you. Perfect. You know, looking out for the community. Yeah. What I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I just think I think that that I I think that Higgs is such an interesting character. I just wish he was utilized better. And like like I don't know, like I felt he felt so final boss. Like he felt like the final boss. And yeah. Yeah. the fact that like he wasn't and there was so much more game after like you finally take him down was just such a weird feeling to me because it kind of flipped it. it. The game flipped that whole like final boss trope on its head in a way that I'm not sure I'm a fan of because I'm all for like the idea of like having non-traditional endings to games where like the final encounter isn't quite what you expected, but I don't know. It just felt weird to me. And it also felt weird. Like the last like true combat gameplay section of the game was the whale, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I sort of felt like, I sort of feel like every time that trope is used, like the boss isn't really the boss. It kind of falls flat. The big experience I think about is Final Fantasy Nine, right? Yeah, because they pull the rug out from under you there, and you're like, "Oh, who's this guy?" Not in the story at all. Um, and it's a little bit different because, like, it's it is someone in the story, but um, you know, Higgs could have been like this maniacal villain, and we really didn't need the BT to be the, or the, the extinction entity to be the big bad. Right. Yeah. 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 Like it could have been Higgs and <clears throat> things would have been fine. Mm-hmm. No. No. I just think it was a, I just think it was wasted. It was a w- little bit of wasted potential. I cause like oh, it was completely wasted potential, but, but, and so me and Alessio definitely do agree on that part because Alessio kind of talked about it in that Tuesday bonus episode as well. Um, what we I, what we don't agree on is that fucking boss battle. That last battle in the water with the punches is fucking dope and I don't care what the fuck anybody says about it. It yeah, was awesome. No, it oh, was yeah. awesome. It's a fantastic story. It was, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I got, I, it, was, it was totally like a riff off of the Ocelot. Oh no, hundred mm. percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the Ocelot fight was fucking awesome too. So I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean this this definitely had less impact because it wasn't Ocelot; it was Higgs. But uh, you know, Higgs has has this like uh, magnetism to him as a character that others quite they don't, and I think it is because there's a little bit of mystery. Going Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think he's i just think he's cool i think he's a very cool character i think it was it, it it's it's i remember in my like waning moments like when i was feeling just really extra tired 
in the beginnings of the games during chapter three, the moment that pulled me in back into like figuring out was seeing him appear as the package of the bridges is the bridges guy giving mm-hmm. Sam the package and like immediately clocking. It was like clocking. It was Higgs and just being like, Oh fuck. Oh, and dude, like, we're going to do now. Yeah. And so like, I was just like, Oh God. And so, you know, know something's wrong immediately. Imagine if there was more stuff like that. Cause that was such a cool, unique thing that they mm-hmm. did with him, him like disguises something else and things like that. They needed to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That was such a cool move. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why the only patch I have from Death Stranding is the Void Out patch. Because he's yeah. like my favorite character in this in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Which what does that uh, say about me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That I think you like shiny things. I do like Maybe. shiny things. I do do like shiny things. Do like shiny things. So, so yeah, so that's Higgs. I think we're all in agreement there that I think he could have been used a lot, utilized a lot more and a lot more effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, lost causes, that sort of thing. Um, who else? Shall we talk about uh, Miss I Brought You a Metaphor? Oh, or, should we yeah. talk about, or should we talk about Hartman? So fra- I guess fragile is like if you kind of want to lead into it with coming off of Higgs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a direct connection there. So yeah, let's talk about fragile. We uh we leave Higgs off with a metaphor, I guess, <laughs> and fragile, uh, where it's presumed that Higgs has committed suicide. Yeah. I think that's the heavy implication. Yeah, I didn't. I remember we talked about this in another episode. I didn't, I, that didn't click for me initially, Same, and, but I, it makes, it makes I also sense. just, I also hate killing characters off screen. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Yes. I wish it happened more often because I feel like we're like game of Thrones out at this point. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't need like some game of Thrones, like watching someone get their like neck slit, but like that kind of finality. It yeah, is, I'm just is nice to have, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I think I'm just tired of like seeing main characters die for shock value. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't need it. I don't, I don't need it played up for shock value. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. that kind of that kind of unceremonious send off, I'm not a fan of. Sure. Like, oh yeah, especially no, especially worry, for oh, what. Especially for what it's supposed to be an important character, right? Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh no, like, you know, I, I brought you a metaphor and I brought him a gun. He's dead. Like, yeah. great, fragile. Thanks. Good job. Get a cookie. Yeah, here's a crypto bio. So, yeah, fragile. Fragile is actually the first character in the game you encounter. Yeah. Kind of just pops mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, and so, so at this point, so Sam and Fragile have this, they, like, they, they know each other. Yeah. From, like, mm-hmm. just work, just, like, business, you know, right? Yeah. 
it's a, she's also the one that kind of like brings up the fact that we have dooms and but and that her levels are much higher than Sam's. Yeah. Yeah. So through her we have that kind of I don't know, um introduction of like one of the main mechanics in the game. Yeah. Um so we know like Fragile is what she goes by, and her father was the founder of Fragile Express. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he died, she became in charge of the company, and she merged with Higgs' uh, delivery company, drawn by his vision of the future, which we know now that Higgs was under the influence of Amelie, so he was double agent. Um. So, I, I this is what I, I'm when I said earlier that Kojima gives us enough information to make his point, but not to color it in. But like we don't know Fragile's like real name or mm-hmm. whole name. We don't know Fragile's father's name, uh, and we don't really know much else about her. Like even through emails and interviews and stuff, there's not a whole lot of details into her background. If, if we're going by like the general Ko- Kojima naming, her name's probably like Silica Glass. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Silica Glass. <laughs> yeah. And there's a tie. And it's a tie-in. Porcelain, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Silica, gla- Silica Glass is the tie-in to the Unbreakable Universe. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh. So her extinction factor is so much that she can just outright see BTs. Yeah. And that's, she doesn't need to use a baby and she can teleport. So she shares that power with uh, Higgs, mm-hmm. the only other character that can teleportation. Yep. Uh, so she had this moment where we learned that Higgs was a terrorist. Mm-hmm. And well, they were that, partners first. Yeah, they were partners first. And then Higgs used Fragile to sneak a bomb into South Knot City. Or Middle Middle Knot City, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, a lot of people kind of blamed Fragile. And there was going to be a second attack on South Knot City. But uh, Fragile stopped it. At the cost of her own body. Yeah. Which I thought this was a very, very weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where, especially now knowing what we know about Higgs, like he gets his power from, you know, killing death. People. Yeah. So He's, why give the option here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so I guess he's like what he's trying to do is uh, amp up his own power to accelerate Amelie's uh, end goal, which is to bring about the Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, this is another person that's being like manipulated by Bridget and Amelie, right? So yes. Um, so it makes sense in a way. Um. It makes sense in a way that he's not like the final, final boss, but it's still yeah. weird. But we're talking about fragile, so never mind. Let's yeah. 
So Fragile uh, survives this situation, and we have Chapter 3 that's dedicated to her, which I think is one of the best chapters in the game. I, I thought that her story was really touching and uh, one of the more motivating in the story. Yeah, I think so. Um, I thought that, like, it... I thought that the journey that Sam and Fragile were taking throughout the game could have been as good, if not better, than the journey that Sam and Dead Man took throughout the game. And I feel like they kind of squandered it right there at the end with what he did and how he like how he like reacted to her. Am I off on that? Does that feel I I think I could you Well, so maybe... like they had, like I don't even know if it was like even like romantic at all or if it didn't have to be romantic, but like like the they started to build trust with each other, especially after the bomb and how he, she told him that story and things like that. And then at the very end when he was walking away, he like he just like Sam who was per, like perceived to have grown um like to have grown more just like reverts to this behavior from the beginning of the game and like leaves her behind crying. And I, I feel like that was not a great thing. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say that what Kojima was trying to do was subvert expectations with that. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want the want it to become like a, a love story, you know, because he he did have that line in there about Mario and Princess Peach, and it was kind of like <laughs> poking commentary at like the hero saves damsel and whatever. Sure. And it's established pretty early on that Fragile is probably more capable of anything than Sam is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the only from what I took away from the chapter chapter three where they're sitting you're sitting on the edge of that tar lake mm-hmm. with fragile and she tells you the story and she's like this is why like people don't trust me anymore you know mm-hmm. i'm such a controversial figure but you're not like you unite people and that's what we need is someone who can unite us all sam mm-hmm. hmm. so, yeah I could see that, I guess. I just don't know. I think I, I I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up Game of Thrones here for a second. So if you guys are, you know, dun, 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 dun. yeah. So I don't know, like, if you guys care or not, but about like spoilers for the final season. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of the journey that Jamie Lannister took in a way, and this is a very, very extreme, extreme like way of of like comparing because it's not a, it's not a very similar situation but like the cycle is it works because jamie as a character like grew so much during the course of the show yeah. and then by the time the show ends he is he is right back where he started and that's kind of how the relationship between sam and fragile felt and i find that to be unsatisfying personally i can yeah. feel that especially within that context because yeah that was a big jamie lannister stand the entire time mm-hmm. um, like yeah, like it's one of those things where like i can understand why they did what they did but it just doesn't feel fulfilling in, yeah 
you, you you've done so, you you've given this character so much growth only to just kind of dash it mm-hmm. at yeah. the very end. Yeah. So there's a lot of unfulfilling things about Death Stranding. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of. I think it's designed to be that way, and to show us that like the progress that Sam has made is that he feels like he no longer needs to do things for other people, but he has found his own reason. Uh, Lou. Mm-hmm. At the end of our story, to to carry on and and live his life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think if, if fragile, if there had been a relationship between him and fragile, I think it would have like kind of tainted and taken away from that. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I don't know. It just, I, 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 I think this is again, this kind of goes back to like our discussion about like that, the exposition like thing in the end of the game that I didn't like was like, I, I see, I see it for what it is and I understand why it was done. I just don't like it. <laughs> right. But, you know, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, yeah. Do you, were there any interesting tidbits in the emails about fragile that we don't uh, that we might like to know, Christopher? Uh, Chris, Mr. Christmas? Well, the the one thing that I got was that um, you know fragile does the acoustic helmet for his crypto helmet. Well, the the crypto bios they're able to travel between Earth and the beach. Yeah, uh, and reason why fragile eats so many of them is that she needs them to keep her like aged body alive mm-hmm. so they're like kind of stalling time out on aging the body yeah that's interesting i because they, they there was another email that i do remember reading about like cryptobites like just showing up after the death stranding right yeah mm-hmm. And so, um, they were never seen before the the death stranding, right? So they're just like little up. like water bug things that just showed up and apparently reverse or like hold back the effects of time fall. So, yeah. Um, fun fact about the cryptobiosis: cryptobiosis is a metabolic state of life entered by an organism in response to adverse environmental conditions such as dissection freezing and freezing and oxygen deficiency so in a cryptobiotic state all measurable metabolic processes stop preventing reproduction development and repair hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah so there, that's that's clearly tied to the cryptobiosis. yeah 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 for sure and i I don't know, just Kojima science for if Fragile eats these, she will stop her aging body from aging more. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So who's next on our fabulous So we want to talk about the two and one. 
Ooh, are you talking about Mama Lochner? Okay, so the other two in one, yeah. Well, uh, so I think, because what I want to do is, because I think you're thinking about Bridget and Amelie, yes. right? Let's end with, with them. Okay. Because we've still got, we've got Mama and Lochna, and then we've got Hartman. So let's okay. do Mama and Lochna, and then Hartman, and then we'll end with Bridget and Amelie. Okay, sounds yeah. good to me. You mean you guys don't want to talk about the Elder? Fuck the Elder, dude. I'm glad oh, he's dead. Want, I'm not doing this right now. I ain't doing this glad right he's now. Dead. I'm, glad that old, I'm glad that old motherfucker's dead. Get him. Get him out of here. Get him yeah. out of my face. Get him out of yeah. my face. Same here. At me. I don't care. <laughs> I am Cole Duncan. I am Cole Duncan on Twitter. Give me your hot yeah. takes about the elder. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. You know who you should send your hot takes to about the elder? At author Zach James. Yeah, Twitter. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because he loves send the all, elder, actually. Send all your hot yeah. takes. Every single hot take you have. Not even just about the elder, about like life. Yeah. Uh, uh, just everything. Yeah. Just send it to author Zach James on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you should also just spam him with uh, Narc on Twitter. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Narc. Send him That's pictures nice. of the gray monkey from Metal Gear Solid 4. So he can get Narc yes, please. Please <laughs> do. <laughs> please do. It's his favorite meme, and he'll love it. So definitely do that. Um but yeah, uh, let's talk about Mama and Lachna a little bit here. Um, Mama, I thought up until her chapter was, I I didn't think they did a lot to make us care about her. But yeah. within her chapter, they did a I think they did a great job of making her like making us care about her and what happens to her later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's one of the few instances where the character is like slightly underutilized, but like they take a they dedicate like a huge chunk of time to making us care about them. And I think it I think it's done well. Yeah, I, I think it's done basically, I can agree with that. Uh, yeah. Aside I mean, from that whole water scene, a little uh, Yeah. Oh, the where she's under the rubble. Yeah, yeah. the The facial capture on that is kind of terrifying. Yeah, it was really, really. I mean, it was really good. I hate saying it was that re- it, because you can't get that kind of like level of emotion otherwise. Oh, hey, time out, really yeah. quick. I'm sorry, Tommy Earl Jenkins. No it show. is in it is indeed John Blake McClain winky emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So he knows. <laughs> oh, that's great. I sent him back and said it was actually kind of incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so so Tommy knows. <laughs> um anyway. Tommy's yeah. a team player. Yeah, yeah, he is. Shouts out to to Tommy. Go follow him on Twitter. Yeah, it's go. Please go follow Tommy on Twitter. It's T J T E E J A Y E eighty four. Please follow him. He's so cool, and he tweets all the time, and he's very responsive. So please uh, tweet him and follow him. Um, But yeah, so the the facial capture on uh, it was very good. But I think if we're comparing the like if we're comparing the motion capture and the facial capture of that scene to speaking of Tommy again, that scene at the end, I felt very like 
uncanny valley disturbed by mama in that particular instance but not by tommy like i'm not sure why or like what they did in between those two points but like tommy's like i knew it was a video game but it just looked fucking phenomenal whereas whereas mama just they they were trying to be like way too real with it and it was just incredibly it was just weird yeah no i I agree i think that's the case Mm -hmm. um but I think the story behind that scene is very powerful um, yes. and very sad. Yeah. Um, it it pu- it pulled me into caring about her immediately, like hearing like what it would actually happen and why she's tethered to this 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 uh, this BT and everything like that. Yeah. Um. So the one thing I thought about that was really weird in doing my research for this is uh, here's some notes about mama so maligna and lachna are the names of two impact craters in sweden oh yeah we talked we talked about this in the the coverage episode too yeah we did um this is the weird one mama lactates despite her beach daughter being unable to drink the produced milk Mm -hmm. I, i don't know i mean i guess that's like in a way, Kojima talking about the experience of being a mother and losing your child. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I've never seen a video game before. Yeah. And I and I think and like I think they cover it very well too. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like 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 it's treated like that situation, rightfully so, is treated with respect, I think. I think that's true. It's tasteful and it's not overproduced, uh, and I think that the handling this the handling of that sensitive material leaves you coming away from it uh, feeling like you understand someone who's gone through that situation more, and not that it was done for like a shock factor. Yeah, and maybe that's the point of this whole game. It's just to like understand other perspectives yeah i which like i which i do agree with and i do enjoy because i think they do for the most part a good job of that theme throughout the game it's like the idea of like understanding like other walks of life and lives and perspectives like even like even the elder like we joke about the elder but like that's kind of how people like that are sometimes like it, like there's yeah. like, all the preppers and stuff like that. Like some of these people are like dicks. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. how would you be in this kind of world? You know what I mean? Not bitching at the guy who's bringing me life-saving shit. Probably. <laughs> I mean, if you throwing that out there, you might, if you were old as fuck and like a boomer, not you're dog. old and don't care anymore. Nah, it's a possibility. I haven't spoken yeah. to I haven't spoken to almost anyone in a long ass time, and then someone's bringing me some stuff that I really need. The first thing out of my mouth is gonna be like, "Dude, thank you." <laughs> well, you must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> you must be some kind of a nice fucking guy. elder. <laughs> <laughs> but Glad like you, but like you agree with me though, Cole. Right? Is that like you agree with me that like like even so like it's like the preppers and the characters of the game are like a very big, like, like microcosm of all these different like ways of life. And yeah, and yeah, like no, a hundred percent. 
and in a, in a way it does make sense yeah i i, I agree but i also i'm just like i understand that it's supposed to be like that but at the same time i'm like I mean, you're really making me not like a lot of these people yeah and i think that's Fair. also probably the reaction i think that's that's important to note that like that's probably the reaction they expected you to have too and wanted sure you to have. sure yeah i don't know did anyone have a favorite prepper on the note of preppers <laughs> the, the, the Conan O'Brien. <laughs> it was Conan. <laughs> I yeah. can't pretend it's not. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I I giggled every time Jeff Keeley popped on the screen. That was pretty good, yeah. He Jeff Keeley. Or P- or Peter Engels, you know, I mean like that guy is just a great. I just love him. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, so but but like again, so going back to it all, um, I think that this game did a good job of like portraying that grief in a in a tasteful way and showing like behind the life of that a person that would might be dealing with that kind of yeah. thing. And so yeah. I, I enjoyed it for that. Um it was a Mama's chapter was a really good chapter. It was. I was. Well, I mean, I think all of us complained except for me, <laughs> hearing the the actual coverage because it was kind of a pain to get mama over the mountain. Well, so I didn't didn't have that hard of a time with it because I just went straight. unlike Zach who took this giant odyssey. Yeah. Well, and and same with me. Like I'm not, so what I will say is that I'm not going to put, I was complaining, but I don't know that I put that on the game. I definitely put that on me because I did a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, but I, I just like I. It's a ama- like um, it's amazing to me how they introduce, basically introduce this character, um, gave this backstory, made me haul her across, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and then killed her. And made me care about it in that succinct amount of time. Like, I say succinct. Like, obviously, the, the gameplay to get her up was not succinct, depending on who you are. But, yeah. um, like, with the story beats, like, it was such a short, packed, like, compact period of time from getting her introduction to her death. And they make you care about it, despite the fact that that's all you've gotten with her. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, that's the kind of the impact of Mama. Is like she has this very strong, brief moment in the story that has a much deeper emotional impact than probably any character up to that point. Yeah. So, so and then you have Lachna, and Mama and Lachna is, I think, the closest thing. Like, well, not closest thing. It's the first time in the game that you truly get that like weirdness that like is very signature Kojima. Mm-hmm. Right. This like supernatural like connection between the two of them. Now they're one person in a body and it's just yeah. very like, woo, you know, okay. Occasionally yeah. speaking like a, a Royal we type situation. Yeah. yeah kind of yeah. like that. So, um, 
I they after after that like you kind of don't get a lot from them again. You know what I mean? Like they're no. they're there, but you don't really get a lot like out of them. They're, they're, um, after yeah. they're they're more there for like, hey, here's a new toy. Let's tell you how to use mm-hmm. it three times. Yeah. Um. Although I will always love the I will always love uh them getting up to give Sam a hug when he shows up at the end of the game and like him just like fucking Heismaning her like stiff arm. Nah. Mm. <laughs> like it's so precious because like she's like, oh she's so happy to see Sam and then he's like, uh no. He's like, nah, nah, remember the whole like don't like being touched thing. Yeah, it's just for, yeah. it was it was kind of funny. <laughs> but it also like added to the end when he does give give Dead Man the hug, so I guess it yeah. it's good. Yeah, where he's like, he he's like, I've, I'm I'm making progress, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she ever got that hug. I don't know. No. How about Hartman? He didn't get a hug. He definitely and, didn't get a hug. He got a lot of thumbs up though. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, Sam scratched his record. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, you know. I was I was so angry at that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, hold on a second. I had two. I had an interview. Uh, there's an interview from the game that was like, "What became of Malina and Lochna?" Uh, so it reads: We have forgotten all about our dream of going to space. It was a dream, uh, an earlier from an earlier simpler time from before we realized our baby was a bt binding us to the other side and before we had to sever the link between us after that maligna couldn't uh, even leave the lab and lochna swore to live a life of isolation in mountain nut city there was no room in our heart for outer space but now that we're one it's all become so clear in choosing isolation choosing to forget about the outside world we were just being human just doing what everyone else was doing. We turned inwards, venturing deeper and deeper into ourselves, focusing on our inner worlds at the expense of the one we shared. Maybe this is why they mean... Uh, gosh. Maybe this is what they mean when they say that the beach is a reflection of the individual soul. We became trapped in the multiverse contained within, but at last we have the chance to escape. Now that, the wor- that, now that America is whole... We can begin to expand our boundaries once more. The bonds we forged carry us beyond these clouds. It's time we saw the stars again. So mm. it kind of seems like Maligna and Lochna go back to their pursuit of uh, like space travel. Exploration, yeah. 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 Which is cool. Yeah, no, it's super, super cool. Like, because I mean, I, I didn't even really put two and two together with that, you know, that they're both, that, they, that both of them just well, one of them chose isolation while the other one was kind of forced into it due to her yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Um, but now that they're able to actually, you know, they're whole again, it's yeah. really coming. They're one. They, they're, can, they're, they can legit reaching do it out. Yeah. 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 They have like, they have uh, regained them, themselves. Yeah. They've regained the, the, a sense of self by being together. Yeah, yeah. I think that's correct. Um, there's also one that was for Fragile, too, if you guys are interested in that. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Like, What Became of Fragile is the title of it. 
Um, so it says, I've been thinking a lot about my father recently. I'd like to think he'd be happy if he were here. Now that Sam's made us whole again, he'd have his America back. Not that things are perfect. Far from it. The death stranding's still a thing, and people aren't free to go where they please. So the UCA's prospects don't look too great. But I'm not going to stand by and let it fall apart. After all, it's a symbol of everything my father held dear. Freedom and community. It's bigger than any one of us. Bigger than all of us still standing. We're only here because of those who came before. My father and everyone else back through the generations. I appreciate that more these days. I suppose, and I want to honor the people who made me who I am. That's why I've joined Bridges. I've spent too long wrestling with the past, obsessed with getting revenge on Higgs. But the past can't be changed. All I can do now is build upon it and help deliver everyone a brighter future. Fragile Express is back in business. Hmm. So she's basically, like she's working specifically with Bridges now and doing doing the damn thing. Yeah, yeah she's doing cool. the damn thing. She's back on the saddle. And I think, like, just to touch back on that, I think it has more of a, an impact, of, a greater impact of story than, like, oh, well, here's a love interest. She's, like, found herself again and her sense of self-identity. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. I do like that. Um, but yeah, so, Mr. Hartman. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Mr. Hartman. <laughs> um, he's a guy, right? He is a guy. <laughs> I like Hartman. I do too. I do he's too. A, he's a good character, I think. Um, again, I think a little underutilized for my tastes. Um but they, where they do all, all of that, like building, building for him, like right up top, and then he's basically used as like a conduit for dumping all this information about Death Stranding on you that that you know that you're supposed to carry with you and, and know about. Um, so I don't know what. How do you guys feel about Hartman? <clears throat> I like him. I, I think he's the most aside from dead man he's the most human character in the uh the game he's relatable um aside from the whole like dying all the time um yeah but no he 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 feels he's got like a he's got like a tangible emotion you know like he he's desperately trying to learn about the death stranding to try and find his family and that's something that's really touching to me mm-hmm. yeah I think so. And uh, just the fact that he's he's trying to maintain, it seems like culture, from, you know, before the Death Stranding with his like library. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah Hartman. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Uh. You know. You know how. How much you like Otacon? Yeah. And you, I feel like you kind of identify with Otacon. Me? Yeah. I can see that. Sweet uh, angel baby Otacon, yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I identify with Heartman. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Just, just because, like, he is 
an obsessive like me. I'm I'm kind of a workaholic, and I think that's his answer to his problems is to also be a workaholic. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I um, cause like cause like Hartman's definitely like if we have to like say who's who comparatively, like Hartman's definitely this game's Otacon, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he totally is. So, um, yeah, I could see that he's, he's very much like, he's very much incredibly invested into his work, obviously, since he fucking dies every, so every few minutes to go in like research and find his family, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's his like general story, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Hartman began his studies at the beach after losing his family in a pretty unique way. He was hospitalized. Well, it was a heart surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then his wife and her daughter were returning home to retrieve something for him, only to find themselves caught in two simultaneous void outs, which left a heart shaped crater. Uh, and the hospital wasn't directly affected, but it did cause the power to fail, and that caused his heart, his life support to go wonky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he found himself on the beach. And he was this, and this is shown in the game, and it's really whew, this. This was heavy for me. I don't yeah, know about you guys. Uh, so Hartman's on the beach, and he's surrounded by the souls of the newly deceased, including his family. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he's trying to reach for them, that's when the defibrillator starts to restart his heart, and it forces him to return to the living world. So he never really came to terms with the loss of that family. He's been trying to find a way to move on, um, but he's just not able to uh, yeah. because he keeps searching the beach. Yeah. Um. And then he has this, like, apparently this ability to travel across like a bunch of different beaches as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so do, again, I, I'm struggling to remember if this was explained or I just didn't get it. Um, does this, is this explained like how he's able to do that? Um, I just assumed that he went to a random, a, a random beach. It wasn't like he was like selecting one. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the sort of the case I got. Like he visits the the his beach is the main beach, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one where like everybody was crossing over when the void out happened. Um. So I, I think that's what it is. It's like his beach is connected to the other beaches in a way, and that's like what. Ultimately, Amelie is trying to do is tie all these beaches together and draw them in and kill everybody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also, he has a, that genetic deformity, mitocardial cordiformia, where his heart looks like the actual, like an actual heart shape. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what 
the surgery was about, I think. Like they were trying to, because yeah. because like your heart cor- doesn't, your heart isn't trying like to functioning correctly. If it's shaped like a fucking heart, yeah, like a yeah. like a Valentine like cartoon heart, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do we feel about Heartman? I like Heartman. I do like Heartman. Yeah, I think he's one of the pleasant. Yeah, I think so. I'd say Pleasant is good. Like, I never, like, that That was the thing about Hartman is that, like, he was one of the characters that I never, like, questioned, like, if he was, like, good or bad. Good or not. Yeah, he's just, yeah. like, he was just, like, dude, you know? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a weird character. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. I don't, I don't know why I feel that way. Hmm. Like, how do you, like, just, like, why you feel like he's not like, like shifty like like Die Hard Man? Yeah, like like why you trust Hartman so implicitly right from the start? Well, I think I well, hmm. because he like from the beginning he gives off this like vibe of just like I'm here for science, man. Like I'm just here to do this. Like he he he's very like he's very directly that kind of person. I think. And, uh, just the facts. Just the facts, man. Like, he's not, like... He just doesn't seem like he's trying hard to pretend to be something. And I think that's, uh... I think that's what does it. Yeah. So, it may not surprise you to know that there's also a interview, What Became of Heartman. Oh, I had never... I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. Um... So, the text from that interview reads, uh... Countless trips to the beach, every single day, each spent searching in vain for my wife and daughter. Such has been my existence, my fate, if it, if you will. After all, if each person's beach is their own, then the worlds uh, each of us inhabit posthumously are also unique. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, then even death shall not reunite me with my family. That is why I must search beach after beach after beach for any trace, any clue, anything that might lead me back to them. Death is not the end, after all, and the past is never dead. Indeed, it's not even past. I decided to give up my quest, for I've come to realize it will change nothing. I must move on with my life. As a matter of fact, I already have. I've met someone. Her name is Samantha Spade. I call her Sam. A spirited Hispanic woman. You can ignore how frustrating it is to live life in 21 minute in, or excuse me, you can imagine how frustrating it is to live life in 21 minute intervals. Speaking of which. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. He moved on. Good on him. Done. Yeah. So, but that the implication there is that like is he did is he like free of the cycle then? Like is he not dying anymore or like No, I think I think he's still dying. I mean, cuz that's what I think it's what the end of that Yeah. That was, yeah, like, that's no, what it, it's, that's like, what I thought of, it implied. I feel like if you do that for such a long time like as much as he did, like I feel like not doing it would would like cause I, issue. I will say cuz I don't I don't think he has a choice of whether he Yeah, I don't know if oh, because of like his condition. Yeah, he might not. Yeah. He doesn't have a choice. His heart stops and he has to wear that defibrillator to jolt him back to life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe he's not. 
I think what he was doing before was like pushing the defibrillator to its limits to where mm-hmm. he could spend more time on the beach. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's not spending as much time there anymore. But I guess he still has to like die and get Jolton back. So that's got to be a pain. Yeah. But if Samantha Spade is willing to support him through it, then good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I find it hilarious that he's dating somebody named Sam. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little on the nose, a little weird. It's a little creepy. Because yeah. he's the one that, that wrote the big thing about, like, we need Sam, but nobody yeah. can find him. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah that, is really, that is a little weird. Interesting. Um, I don't know. That's another one. Uh, uh, Heart, or Heartman is another one that was very like surface level. Like they kind of explain like a lot of his backstory, just like right in his chapter. Um, Would you say that he wore his heart on his sleeve? No, oh, I just no. think I would. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's sick of my shit. This is why he doesn't come visit me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He did it, and then he was like, "I regret this instantly." <laughs> Chris, did you read his like his like uh, his like uh, Civil War journal of <laughs> that he sent to the group chat when you were asleep the other day? Uh, yeah, I did, <laughs> and I told him I was like, "You should just wake me up." Man. That's what I, we told him. I could do yeah. that to my boy. I said shock and awe with baguette, but no, I could do that to my boy. Well, I mean, I woke up earlier than you did. It's true. And I just went back to bed. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. We're doing <laughs> character analysis for Death Stranding. And we owe it to the listeners to be mindful and serious of the topic that we are about to broach on, which is our ultimate character. Prince of Speech, yeah. Yeah. Amelie slash Bridget, the character that has caused us to have a double slap bet when we go on our boys' trip. Hey. Uh, yeah. So, Can't that's wait. that. Oh, yeah. Can't I wait. forgot about your double slap bet. Yeah, because yeah, we still don't have fucking, like, we, there's no, there's, it's not, there's no clear, it's not no, clear. Not. Yeah. No. Just gonna Fuckers. Slap each other. I, I, I get to hug Sam, and then I said we save the slap for when we get to Zach. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Zach needs to be there for that. Yeah. Well, you could just slap Zach. Oh, we could like go in to slap each other and like turn and then turn and slap him, just like hit him, hit him with like some like boondock saint stuff. Just like turn, just real quick, just. Yep. Yep. Well, now he's gonna, he's gonna listen. No, he won't. Zach does listen to the show. I, we, no, we, he doesn't. He sure does. No, he, he doesn't. About he it. sure does. He doesn't know how to work a phone. <laughs> oh my god doesn't know how to work a phone wow <laughs> oh dear but yeah so Bridget Amelie same person holy shit yep, yep. Right. this could this the fucking I don't want to like spend years talking about this because the lore behind Amelie Bridget could take an entire episode, right? Yeah. Like we've been recording for really a little could. bit already. Uh, yeah. I, we could double the double the length of this episode just by talking about Bridget and Amelie. So I want to like, I want to know what you guys think are like the 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 key points, like the bullet points, the key aspects of Amelie and Bridget that we need to understand. 
because throughout the game, so this is my first one. Throughout the yeah. game, we are told about the idea of the ha and the ka, which I believe the ha is the body and the ka is the spirit or the soul. And yes. this idea that Bridget is the ha and Amelie is the ka of the same person. Mm-hmm. So Bridget Strand, president, uh, her ka was on the beach and was Amelie. And that's what that is. So they're the same person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's my he first left. bit of understanding. Bridget, Amelie is half of Bridget's soul. Yes. Okay. So we're we're agreed on that part then. <laughs> yeah. And Bridget lied and said that Amelie was her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Amelie doesn't age. Yes. Uh, had surgery. When she was said that she had a surgery when she was young, which Bridget did have a surgery when she was young, and then said that she had to be hidden away or what have you, spirited away to a different land. She, um, so she had uterine cancer. Yeah. In her early twenties. Yeah. Um, and she was bedridden at the point that we meet her in the story in a chirogram mm-hmm. in the Oval Office. Uh, and that's the request that we, we get summoned. The president wants to see us. Yes. Um, so Bridget is presented to us as Sam's mom, but we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. She adopted Sam after killing Cliff and uh, BB, Sam's kid. Or, excuse me. God, this, is, this gets complicated. It sure does. Uh, Cliff's kid, Sam, Mm -hmm. who was the BB, uh, dies. And Bridget goes to the beach to save the baby, to rescue Sam, to repatriate him. Mm -hmm. And that's how Sam becomes a repatriate. Mm -hmm. This is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then Bridget dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a contract with Sam. To, Sam has to incinerate her body. Mm-hmm. And then what happens after can only be described as fucking an odyssey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So your job is then now. This is the whole crux of the game: is that your job is to go rescue Amelie from Edgenot City, and or yeah. Edgenot, yeah, and um, bring her back so that she can reconnect America and be the president. Um, and she's sinister as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I cannot be blamed for thinking she was a butt goddamn bad guy. No, you can't. Right. Thank. You. Thank you. Um, but there are moments where she is also caring. Yeah, I know, and that's why we're stopping each and other. That's I, and that, I'm about to say that's what I'm saying. Like that—that that was the points they got me. I was just like, yeah, just misread the situation. So, over the course of the game, we kind of learned that Amelie was never really trapped in Edge Not City because she's, of course, on the beach. She mm-hmm. is not. 
she is not like this. She's she's controlling everything. She's the mastermind behind everything. Um, find out that Bridget's stone cold bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, killed Cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he also killed Sam's wife. Yes, also killed. Did she? Well, okay. She is. So, Lucy Strand, yeah, Sam's wife, uh, kills herself. Yeah, but uh, it's because she's having nightmares. Oh, and, caused by okay. And it, uh, she's she has nightmares because she's pregnant with Sam's baby, Louise, and she's suffering from Doom's nightmares. Oh, okay. So she confides in Bridget what's going on, and Bridget takes her to the explains everything and tells her that the nightmares are real and it's a sign of what's coming so lucy kills herself to try to prevent it from happening Mm. sure Um, doesn't sure doesn't work yeah it uh, it don't work (laughs) (laughs) it don't work it don't be like that it really don't don't be like that though it's not a good person no she's a terrible person no but she's also not a person yeah so she's a extinction entity, uh, which are these creatures that cause these like major extinction events. Um, uh, and she's there to end the world, essentially. Yeah. Not only is she an extinction entity, she is the, the yeah the final. Extinction. She's like the end all be all. Life will not recover from this one. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, pulling a Thanos. I am, <laughs> I am inevitable. Uh, at the end of the game, we still have not stopped her. We have only delayed the inevitable. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, lots going on there. Uh, I, I think that that covers it for Bridget for the most part. I mean... We talked about how Bridget killed Cliff. Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. about Bridget using uh, John yeah. and uses Sam. Yeah. And we started talking about Amelie, who is the other half. But uh, it seems like Amelie is the reluctant half of the extinction entity. <laughs> Hey, uh, can I do another timeout really quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One minute ago, Tommy just tweeted, hashtag diehardman number four, a little insight in history of the man, the myth, and the legend. Hashtag John Blake McLean, hashtag Death Stranding. And he posted a What Culture article about every major character ranked and explained. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry wow. to interrupt, Chris, but like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, not. no. You can always interrupt me and talk about our boy. Okay, cool, cool, Jay. cool. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, continue, um, sir. Yeah, so Amelie, right? Amelie seems to be the reluctant half of the extinction entity because she's like telling Sam that she wants to help us uh, and she gives us a choice of what to do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's Correct. the situation with uh, the end of the game where we're on the beach with her and we have the gun. Right. Yeah. Yep. We choose the stick or the rope. 
Right. And so the whole idea is that you, you choose the rope. You go hug her. Right. Right. Um, yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How I, about so, that? so I guess like, and, that, and that's just kind of the, the idea behind it there is that like, she's doing all these weird things to convince Sam to get to this point, And then when you do finally get to this point, um, he fulfills this like prophecy destiny whatever of like maybe not ending it but at least delaying it for a significant amount of time you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> humanity's got ten thousand years tops <laughs> yeah. and we're sort of given the hint that like the next stage of evolution malignant lockman are starting the space program again so, yeah uh it, it seems heavily indicated that's a lot of what the story is right it's it's heavy indication that this is what's happening not direct knowledge of it happening yes exactly but the heavy indication is if humanity can get to space fast enough then they'll survive the next stage of evolution mm. yeah Exactly. Um, Cole. Sam. What do you have to say about Amelie? You and me had a lot of uh, knockdown drag out brawls about Amelie over the last couple of months. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot I can say about her. <laughs> she's, she's, not great for one. <laughs> that just goes without saying, obviously. Because yeah, because um, the thing about her is that even though like she does give you that like option at the end, she's still really fucking shifty, like kind of yeah. dirty, like sneaky person. Yeah, no, exactly that. And oh, for sure. Like the, the the like the whole whenever you know you find out she's like, oh no, I could like teleport. I'm like the like that like I, mean, I was in, I was infuriated. And then, mm. and then, then the reveal of like I'm not actually here, and all of this was kind of a farce, and uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. But the thing that I did cling on to, as far as like, I guess it goes back to what Chris was saying with her being reluctant, was like you seeing those flashbacks of her with Sam when he was a kid, you know? Yeah, being that kind of comforting, uh place for him but Mm. at the same time it's kind of groomy so yeah yeah very creepy very groomy not great yeah i'd argue that she's a villain for that just grooming a child oh no definitely if you're grooming children you're a villain like 100 (laughs) percent. just throwing that out there i want i know that's a hot hot take but uh (laughs) yeah hot take don't fucking groom children if you do that turn off the podcast yeah Um, if you do that turn off the podcast never fucking listen to us again and please promptly lose yourself in the nearest ocean yes i really hope drake doesn't listen to the podcast i hope drake (laughs) (laughs) i hope drake does listen to the podcast god oh man that just went zero to 100 real quick oh yeah no i mean as in i hope he doesn't listen that okay there you go oh, okay. there you go and correct just to be very clear what i mean by those kind of people are people who 
Yes. Yes. Correct. Wow, we got (laughs) Metal Gear Monday's hot tank. Grooming people, not cool. Yeah, not cool. Zero percent negative, like a hundred percent chill on that one. Yeah, kind of, kind of funny coming from an analysis podcast of a story that involves a lot of grooming. Yep, both stories. Yes. Anyway, Um, (laughs) yeah. If you groom, you are for sure a narc. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. No, worse than a narc, because we use narc as a term of endearment sometimes. So so then a mark. A mark-ass bitch. Mark-ass bitch. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, like, I, I, I want to talk about, like, there's so fucking much here. Yeah? Yeah. About Amelie. Amelie. Fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what her name means, is, like, I, I am, am a lie. lie. Yeah. Uh, it's also French, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Om, om lie, uh, the soul is a lie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I just have no idea where to go. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean... So we're kind of left with like Amelie choosing to like sit at the end of the world and just wait mm-hmm. and like hold it off until we're basically like she's she's doing this Princess Zelda thing with Ganon, right? He is another princess from Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, and containing the extinction while everybody tries to get off the planet because Earth is just going to shot. Yeah, it's going to fucking be dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's just kind of like this harbinger of doom no matter what happens. She is. Yeah. yeah. And we, we learned that like there are other extinction entities. Mm-hmm. The, she would uh, be the sixth one. Yeah, and that the extinction entities are characterized by their connection with the other side. Yes. Right? I believe so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, from what I... Okay. The ending. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the ending. Mm -hmm. Context of this. Now that we've kind of run through all the characters. And talk about BB. Um, so at the end, when you take BB out, right. Mm -hmm. And there's that moment where there's time fall and you stand outside and it's not affecting you. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, did you guys see like the little BTs that were hovering above Lou? Yeah. Sam. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I and there's five of them. Mm-hmm. It's I kind of got the hint that like Lou is now the extinction entity. See, I kind of figured that too. That's kind of yeah. what I thought as well. I did not get that at all. 
if if not like I, or like some kind of like weird like maybe like not even like the extinction any but some kind of like weird reincarnation of like Bridget. Mm. Um, okay. that could be that could be a thing as well. Because the idea, like the the reveal at the end that Lou is a girl, like I think mm-hmm. that might like that could lend itself to that. I thought yeah. it was just being an homage to like the daughter that Sam lost. Yeah. No. Well, that would be and, fine and, if it was and, just and one, then ju- and just 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 that, honestly. Yeah. Well, that would be fine if it was just one, but there were multiple. There were mm-hmm. exactly five of them. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, yeah. I like that. I, I that's an interesting read, Chris. I, uh, I, I I figured that's where you were going with it, and it's an interesting read, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a very strange situation. Yeah, for sure. Very very strange. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to talk about like all of like the crazy like different beats that the story takes with her because like I think it's I think the important thing to note is that she's a fucking liar and she's this extinction entity that is now currently waiting at the end of the fucking universe to blow up the world. And uh well so Amale does say that you can't willingly go against their purpose to yeah. cause a mass extinction. But they can bend the rules or delay or lessen the yeah. And she does say during that big long dialogue vomit at the end that <laughs> all of the previous EEs had the power to end all life just like her. Mm-hmm. They just uh, chose not to. They chose not to. Uh, hmm. And they chose to let life prevail in the end. Hmm. Their own attachment to the original world. So while it did result in an extinction, it wasn't a mass extinction. And right. I think our events in the game prevent another mass extinction from happening. Gotcha. So it'll 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 happen, like an extinction will happen again, but it just won't be the end of all life as we know it forever. Yeah. Okay. And we got a few hundred thousand years to evolve to survive that. Correct. Okay. Extinction event. Okay. Which we'll find out in Death Stranding to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Nugadishu! Hey. hey. Zach will be happy about he's going to break out the Rhodesian Ranger panties. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going to break out the Rhodesian Ranger panties for that one. Gotta do it. You gotta. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I like. I guess there's not a whole lot more to say, I think, if we're going to focus on that the particular part about Amelie. Do you have, like, anything? Do any, either you have anything else that you want to, like, add to the the cap on it. Uh, I mean, like that's. I mean, it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about. Like, is, is she evil? Is she not evil? Like, that is intrinsically not an evil thing to do. She's literally. Mm-hmm. That's literally her. She's a an extinction entity that is holding off the death of millions because she does care for man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's seen. I could see that as an act of benevolence, but at the same time, I'm kind of thinking, well, it's, it's part of her programming, you know, mm-hmm. just what she is. It's just in her nature. Yeah. Um, well, I think so. That's why I think she's such a polarizing character. That's probably where I where I would leave Amelie. I get the sense 
that you're right, but I get the sense that the shady part of Amelie was Bridget. Yeah, 100%. And that Amelie is a little more direct with us. Yeah. Mm. Not saying that absolves her in any way. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that happens in Death Stranding that, like, everybody's got a little dirt on their hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even Sam. Yeah. Everybody's, nobody's, nobody's really clean at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it goes on. The cosmic dance continues. <laughs> and on that note, so too does the cosmic dance of this podcast continue. Um, thank you guys for listening once again to us ramble on about stuff. Um, if you want to, find out what we're doing on the internet you can go to www.metalgearmondays.com where we post all of our episodes episodes as well as links to all of our social media and things like that facebook facebook.com slash metal gear mondays twitter at metal gear monday instagram metal gear mondays um patreon.com slash metal gear mondays if you'd like we are uh we have a discord server and a bonus podcast you heard kind of a sample of what that's like last week um uh when I was gone, these boys did a great job with that episode. Um, uh, you can listen to the Patriot Club there for two dollars uh, a month, um, and we've got a lot of other stuff. And I think we might be restructuring like what we're offering pretty soon here. So keep an eye out for that. We'll give you more news when that happens, or if it happens uh, after that uh, going forward. Um, what else do we have? We have a uh, merch shop, mid.oy slash MGM store. I'm going to be recycling it, cycling in some new designs and cycling out some new designs. So if you have a, I don't know what's leaving yet. So if you have a favorite and you've been sitting on the fence, go check it out and grab something that, because it may be gone soon. Never know. Um, and that's, that's about it. I think uh, YouTube as well. We're on YouTube. Um, Cole, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on uh, Twitter at I'm Cole Duncan, on Instagram at Subterranean Homesick Brews, and on PSN at I'm Cole Duncan. And Chris, where can they find you on the internet? Find me on Instagram at Chris Hampton II, same for Twitter, and I'm on PSN and Xbox as Proto Dude. Hey. Or you could just pop in the Discord. I, I honestly spend a lot of time. Yeah, the Discord is the Discord Discord does uh, get a lot of got a lot of play from us here. Um, You find me on the internet at Sandal on Twitter. That's S A N J U U L. Also find me on YouTube at L Y forward slash Sam does a thing and uh, PlayStation uh, Deadpool Alpha. Um, And then also the other thing is Zach. You can find him as well. um, Author Zach James on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then I, you can also check his YouTube channel, Maverick Rooster, um, which is also his, uh, gaming, uh, presence as well. Um, but Maverick Rooster, he's, he's playing some games on there, doing a good job. Um, I just caught up with, uh, his playthrough of Gears of War, uh, with Chris that he's doing currently. Um, it's very, it's very good. I was very, uh, I was tickled by the episode where you encounter the Berserker for the first time and Chris goes, ah, (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Chris going ah. There's a lot of Chris going on. Series. So if you wanna if you wanna hear your boy scream, check it out because I don't like spooky stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so um, 
So yeah, uh, if you'd like to uh, just follow us on all those places. And on that note, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Help. Help. (laughs) See, I I had to tie it all last week, so uh, I'm I'm passing the torch here. Well, so I uh, admitted in the last episode that I don't actually know any of our outros. Yeah. Well, do you know them now? <laughs> no. Uh, I did them all last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of forgot, Cole. <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> well, one of these days, Chris, you're going to know all the outros to our podcasts that we do. And when you do, it'll be like we have like a connection or something. Yeah, maybe. That was one uh, of them, by the way. I feel you and I might have like a connection. Something, something, something.